This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hey podcast fam, welcome to Hanging For More. It's your host Yasmina. And I'm Maggie. Hanging For More is here to bring you endless laughter and honest conversations. Just remember, if you're loving the podcast, to hit follow and leave us a review as this helps out so much. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Okay, welcome back to Hey guys. How was your weekend? (laughs) My weekend was great. How was yours? Yeah, it was good. I went to my in-laws house yesterday, which was really nice. It was... We, I go like every few weeks. I don't go every week, but I go every few weeks. It's so nice. I got um, uh, I was on Instagram because every time I post that I'm at my in-laws or anything like that, I get quite a few questions. Do you? Yeah, because <laughs> like people, what? People have. They want to know everything. No, it's more. I think people don't have a great relationships with their in-laws and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. and it can get really complicated. Like I know, on confessions there are. Some wild shit that happens with people oh, in their in-laws. Like, when you share, I'm like cringing. There, there was a girl once that was like, oh, um, I oversalt my mother-in-law's food because I really just don't want her to come <laughs> over anymore. <laughs> I was like, that's savage. Salt I'd be putting – no, actually, I'm just going to shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but some are savage. Have you had any experience with any former uh, in-laws in past uh, relationships? Not exactly in-laws but like <laughs> your partner's family, like any negative – sort of relationships yeah I think just being trying to be sort of probably more controlled and just involved in everything that we probably wanted to do in our life especially after having a child so I find that wild to me it is wild but you know what like I can honestly say at that point um you know having a supportive partner in terms of setting boundaries was so important because I think if you don't have a supportive partner who's willing to work with you and set those boundaries you know whether it's your family his family I think otherwise you're in a fucking whole lot of lot of shit to be honest with you yeah I get I get that question asked a lot in confessions where it's like oh my mother-in-law is so awful to me but she's so good to her other daughter-in-laws and I don't know what to do like my partner doesn't really see it because oftentimes you're blinded to your own family and you think they're so good like we were talking about this recently you and I about how like you grow up and you start to see your parents as real people and for some especially mama's boys I feel like that point almost never comes like they're just like, my my mom is the best or, you know, my parents are the best. End of story. Like if you're going to go against them or you're going to say anything negative, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. And it's like I feel like that's the difference to me personally between a boy and a man. It's like this is your new family. You're either sticking up for them. Don't get me wrong. This doesn't cover if you're just an absolute bitch. But I'm saying like if you've done nothing wrong and your partner isn't sticking up for you, then man, let that man go. <laughs> let that man go. He ain't not for you. Like – I'll never understand that. For me personally, like my in-laws, I'm really blessed to have really great in-laws. But I can't imagine being in a situation where Billy wouldn't stand up for me. So there was one time I was pregnant with Nina and I was so hormonal. And this is how you know I was hormonal because as soon as I gave birth, I took this back and I apologized to my mother-in-law. And she touched my belly. Like she asked first. She was like, you know, can I touch the baby? And I was like, yeah, of course. And she said, oh, how's my little baby? And I got so angry that she said my baby. Anyway, when she left, I started crying and I was like, why does she think it's her baby? Anyway, and I said to Billy, I said, you need to tag your mum not to call this baby her oh baby. Oh, my God. And he's, he literally looked at me like I was insane. Psycho. But the poor guy went to her and was like, texted her and was like, mum, you need to stop calling her. Like, it's making her upset. But like, despite it being so dumb... And she was so understanding. She's like, okay, she's hormonal. It's okay, I understand. And, like, after I gave birth, I was like, I am so sorry. Like, I did that. That's horrible. Like, please, no, don't take any offense to it. But, like, see how, like, even in an instant, 
when like I had no merit to say that. It probably wasn't in my best interest for him to even say anything to her, but yeah. he stood up for me. And like I feel like that's the difference between a man and a boy. Oh, they 100%. stand up for you. Yeah. Have you seen that video that I created about in-laws, mother-in-laws and their their sons and about no. like mama's boys? No. So when I was studying psychology, I learned something um, on there and it was just basically like the way your brain works for boys and their mums. And what happens is in a normal family, not a normal, that sounds really bad, but like in a conventional family, there's a mum, a, a dad and their kids, right? And what happens is when the dad doesn't provide the mum her emotional, financial physical, whatever it may be, needs, what happens is she starts to rely on the husband. And I'm not talking about this on the son. And I'm not talking about like sexual. Like I'm talking about like financial, emotional. And her son starts to provide for her, help her with everything. He starts um, looking after her emotionally, making sure she's okay, he's there for her. And what happens is he goes ahead and gets married. And then she feels like it's almost like she lost her like metaphorical husband. And so then it's easy for her to just hate the woman and go, you've stolen my son. Oh, 100%. And so they look at it. So like in a normal family, what would happen is the mum's needs would be already met by the husband. So when the son leaves, it's like, I'm okay. I don't really need you. Like, you know, you're not that she doesn't need him, but it's like, it's okay. Like for you to give everything that you have to your new missus. And that's what ends up happening. And I found that really interesting because I know like a lot of women are with men that are mama's boys and it is it's quite hard when he so often puts his mum or his dad or whoever in front of you probably because he's had that bit of responsibility like I, I know I remember um even with clients sharing with me saying that um she'd be at her partner's house this is before they were married um and he would make her food and, and the mother-in-law would walk by and be like oh he doesn't do that for me and always comment on everything oh he never did that for me and just like oh, makes wow. snipe comments every single time How that made her feel really uncomfortable so and she was what like I think do? that was just jealousy like I yeah. think that she was just struggling with like letting go the fact that he was not yeah. hers anymore and that he had become somebody else's and that you know he was doing those things for his partner now and it wasn't just for his mum. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean it's, it's – And I a, think also like wogs in general. Like we, yeah. Maggie and I are both wogs and like we come from that background of like, you know, we take care of our mums and our parents and we cook and we clean in the house and we do everything. And like once you leave, it is – it like even for women when they leave their households, like it can be quite – it's almost like freedom – for them, I know many girls get married really young in my culture and it's almost like to escape the home life of cooking, cleaning and being domestic housewife without being a housewife. So they're like, yeah. might as well move out and have my own freedom. Yeah. And it's like in the end they end up settling for these douchebags who are just so happy to have a maid and then they realise there's so much more to life and then it ends up a shit show. But it's so common. It happens It's really lot. common. I've had some people share with me that um, even, you know, now obviously so many families are so multicultural with different nationalities, yeah. different backgrounds and it's like, I feel excluded because I'm not the same nationality yeah, or whatever it might be as the family and it's like the mother-in-law excludes me or, you know, ignores me or doesn't, you know, I feel like I'm not participating in a lot of the family events. Yeah. So. It's like I how mean, do you deal with being excluded? That's it. How like, do you? Like what would you yeah. do? Um, it, that's a tough one to be, ex to feel like I'm being excluded. I think I would just probably have a chat with my partner about it and let him know how I feel about it and – Go from there. Go from there. I mean, there was it's a, a girl tough who one. said like her in-laws planned a holiday and everyone was invited, including her husband, but not her. Yeah, see, like, I would, and I would kill him if he went without yeah. me. Like, yeah. I would, I'd be like, we're done. Yeah, like, 
That's like, it. Like, wow, you're yeah, pathetic. Like, how do you set those boundaries? Like, where do you draw the line? I don't know. I feel like definitely, like, I think you've got to be okay on your own. Like, when you get married to someone, yeah, they say you marry their family too, but it's not necessary. Like, I, I've always been instilled with the belief of, like, your in-laws are your in-laws, but they're not your family. And, like, I know that sounds really harsh. I love my in-laws to death and I view them as my family, but that's out of love and, and picking. It's almost like having a friend where you've chosen to have in your life. It's not so much mandatory. Do you know with your parents and your family, you could say the most left-field shit, yeah. awful shit, and you know they're going to forgive you at the end. You know they're not going to look at you any different. You do that to your in-laws and things will never be the same. They'll remember you as the bitch who, who, <laughs> who spoke up. Them. Yeah, yeah, like who, who, spoke who has up. no respect exactly. and actually, you know, you, if you say anything, it's yeah. like going against, you know. And it's like even extended in-laws, like the cousins and the uncles and these, like it's never going to be like your immediate family. It's never going to be the same. No, and I think of course. also keeping that at the back of your head and stop trying to get in with them. You don't need to. So long as you and your husband or your partner are good, like don't, don't worry about it. I know it can be hurtful, but again, just keep in mind they're not your family and you don't need them to be. It's okay to be okay alone. I know some people struggle with that because they that's might not have That's a tough one family. though, yeah. So like, like – So it's like that's the only family that's they've exactly ever known. Right. Yeah. And so how do you, I guess – Differentiate? Well, yeah, no, like how do you even keep the peace? Like how do you – do you just – if there's an issue, you just do you just shut up just, just to keep the peace or do you actually speak up about it or give them a taste of their own medicine? You know, if something's been said or done to you, do you – fight back or do you just shut the fuck up? I think there comes a time and a place. There are times where you have to set your boundaries in place and that doesn't necessarily mean you have to be disrespectful. But I think stepping your foot down on anything that makes you feel uncomfortable or anything that can be an issue I think is important to speak up about. But there's a way and there's also I think number one, speaking to your partner about the issue and agreeing on a solution of how you're going to go about it. That's if the partner views it that way because they may not see it as an issue. So how do you set those boundaries and, and I don't know, for me personally, like I'm I'm a bitch. So like <laughs> We got that on camera, guys. <laughs> like I'll tell you to your face. Like I'll just say, look, this has made me feel uncomfortable. What you've done has hurt me. And if you want any part of my life or you want me to be that daughter-in-law or that family member and you want me a part of your life, like this is the only way it's going to happen is if you're kind to me and we can move past this in a respectful manner, I'll just be straight up. And I feel like nipping it in the bud and, and stepping your foot down, it's almost like especially at the beginning when you first get to know them, being straightforward. There was a girl on Instagram Things who change though as it goes on oh, too. Yeah, so maybe you're all great at the start and then shit happens. Well, like even having a child is probably yeah. a big one. So I guess, you know, let's say should do you think your partner should stick up for you a thousand percent if that but how do you know what you're saying is reasonable or what what's being said common is reasonable sense. are you being a bitch like keep shit to yourself don't open up about your marital problems to your in-laws don't open up about your finances or anything to anyone not just your in-laws even your family keep shit to yourself and if there's an issue talk about it with your partner number one and i feel like this is how it works you speak to your family about the shit that's that, that your partner has an issue yeah, with. Yeah, that's true. And, and he, then he speaks, speaks to, to his, his family about issues that you guys have about them. It, like I feel like once you cross that line and you're like, I'm going to go speak to your sister about the fact that she's being a bitch. Like that, it can really, the, the line can get blurred and you could have some massive conflict. Like me personally, I haven't had, thankfully, touch wood, any conflict with my in-laws, but I have seen other people in my life have conflict with their in-laws and it's really 
detach them and like do you know how they say like when you have a baby the mum will always go to her side of the family with the kids like the kids will always be closer yeah. to her side yeah and like I don't think that's necessarily true. Like I no, see I agree. my yeah. brother with his kids and we're all so close. Like I freaking love my nieces and I'll always be in their life and I'm glad he's married a woman who respects and loves us so much. And no matter what happens, even if we and my brother are fighting, she's like, hey, we catching up today? Like yeah. let's meet. The kids want to play with each other. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Like it's never coming between anyone. Like yeah, as it any should. of us. Yeah, yeah that's and right. as it should yeah, be. I feel I like agree. families really important until it becomes toxic for you and I think it's fine to like walk away do you do you think that it's okay to walk away and not cut ties with your family or your in-laws altogether at what stage is I that think okay? whatever's healthy I think if you need to cut ties with your in-laws then fucking let it be like I mean it depends on the situation and do you worry like they'll talk shit about you oh uh, they probably will but who cares they're probably talking shit about you anyway I mean really True. you know I mean, so I good. think if you need to walk away then walk away whatever's gonna keep at the end of the day it's always you and your partner like you know that's one thing that I've always been taught is it's always going to be you and your partner you know that's the people true. around you are around you but you know even having kids you know your kids are going to one day grow up or you know god forbid your in-laws might pass or whatever it might be and it's always going to come back down to you two so I think making sure that but do you, you think you should model a good relationship with your family or your in-laws so that because I remember reading something where it's like model a good relationship with your family obviously where it's okay to do so there are some other complicated factors that come into play with some people but I'm saying if you can model a good relationship with your family to show your kids that family is important so that one day when it comes down to it they're going to come and visit you just like you visited your family. Like they're going to see that as an example to to live by. I think that's definitely important but I also think it's important to teach them that it is okay that, you know. Um, you respect yourself. To respect yourself, yeah. And whether it be your family, I think we've touched on this probably before where it's like even if it is your family or your own family or your in-laws to be able to like walk away if need be, mm. that you don't have to have that toxic relationship just because they are your in-laws or your parents you know what I mean like setting those boundaries yeah there's a lot of trends on TikTok going on right now where um girls or whoever will put up like really happy moments with their families and there are so many comments out there with like I wish I had this or like there was a girl who moved in with her in-laws and she's like I don't have any issues like we are like best friends and she showed them like you know cooking together and having a laugh and like so many people were like what I would kill to have this with my in-laws and it's like it's sad it's really sad it's hard to come to terms with with the fact that the family that you're born into or the family that you now have inherited isn't who you thought it was or maybe you've just never had that kind of relationship and it can it can hurt especially if like say your in-laws have a better relationship with another daughter-in-law in the family because I know I get that question a lot like how do you deal with that and should it be something that you care about you know what I mean? Like, what do you do? If it does mean something to you and you want to make it work, when should you apologise to keep the peace? Or yeah, do you think you a... can? Imagine there are some people who, like, they've just got a bitch of, of an in-law and, like, it doesn't matter how much you suck up or whatever, they're not going to love you. Well, yeah, I think, look, with that, I guess, depends on if you are spending so much time with your family. Like, how I often should back. you see them? <laughs> Never. <laughs> 
Um, I don't know. That's a tough one, I guess. Some people have a better relationship than others. Some True. people see them every Sunday. They have family dinners. You know, it's a Sunday yeah. thing. And, you know, if you don't come, you're fucked. Like, you don't come to this. <laughs> Seriously, though, it's like, really? what's, yeah, like, why haven't they come? You oh, know, wow. what's, what's happened? Yeah. So I think it just really depends. But um, I don't know. That's a tough one. I wouldn't be asking me that question. Maybe. <laughs> the yeah, yeah exactly. Anymore. Yeah. Um, I think you've got to find a balance. I think to seeing too much of anyone, and I'm talking from experience, like, is you can get over them. And I'm not talking about my in-laws. I'm talking about even my family, man. Sometimes I'm over it. Like I go in and I'm like, okay, I've had enough. This is enough time with you. So I feel like what there comes to a stage where like you should do maybe every second week, whatever works for you and your family. But like for me, our our situation is like Billy will take the kids every week to see his parents and I'll come every second week and I'll meet my sister-in-laws there because my sister-in-law who's married doesn't go every week like I do. And I'll do like my work and my grocery shopping on that day. And my mother-in-law will even call me and she'll be like, how are you? Miss you, I'm sending food, yada, yada, yada. So it's not like a negative thing where it's yeah. like, I'm going to come every second week because like I'm going to get sick of you guys. Nothing like that. No, but I think it's that also of- comes down to the fact that you and Billy have that understanding as well because in a yeah. lot of relationships, if they don't go, then they're crucified for it and the partner's like, well, what am I going to say or how do we go about this? Because that's something that gets spoken about a lot. Um, Imagine that, but like. What am I going to say? Bro, tell them I'm sick. <laughs> tell them I'm on gastro. Like, yeah, well, you'd, okay. be, you'd be fucked because they'd be watching you on your social media. So no, you I couldn't do that. that no, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> but so like, I, like obviously talking about it and boundaries, like how do you, so if someone breaks that boundary that you have set. It depends what on. Well, like, yeah. Like do you mean like when it comes to the kids? Like I know some people get their kids babysitted by their in-laws and like maybe the in-laws had said or done something like there was a girl recently on my Instagram. I say this like so much this whole episode, but I do a lot of confessions and ask me something. And a girl said like, my daughter said that my in-laws did something. My mother-in-law did something. And my mother-in-law said that she didn't. Who do I believe? Mm. And like, what then? Are you believing your little toddler or are you believing your Well, your you've got to ask the question. You speak to your child and speak to your mother or mother-in-law, whoever it may be. Well, she, she's, the mother-in-law's denying. She's saying no. Like, well, I, I think a, a child's body language and a child says a lot. That's how I would – I mean, that's what I would – personally, that's what I would do. My I'd advice to go her by, yeah. was trust your kid and be an advocate for your kid. Yeah. No matter what. Until proven guilty, your kid is telling the truth. End of story. You want your kid to know that when they come to you, their word means a lot to you. I feel like this is how that they're heard and that, that they're, they're heard acknowledged at with. Home. Yeah, exactly. correct. And it doesn't matter how close someone is to you, that you will always trust them. And I feel like that's so important. And like, I'm not saying this like, you know, your kid's like, oh, grandma didn't give me this and this, and I hate her, and I don't want to go anymore. But I think in general, just trusting your child is so important. And I think when it, like, to her situation when she was saying that, I think just maybe keep your distance or maybe like just be wary and mindful of the fact that this had happened and just maybe open your eyes a little bit more when it comes to visiting and see her actions, see what she's, what she's acting, how she's acting around the kid. You, you'll be able to tell a lot with all of that. So I got a recent confession on my confessions on my page and this one made me Thanks laugh. guys for your confessions. <laughs> Thank Keep you them coming. This. I love them. Um, this girl wrote, my sister-in-law is an absolute cow. I cannot stand her. She's so self-centered that she had the audacity to ask for her and her partners to get professional pics done at our wedding using our professional photographer. <laughs> Was a bridesmaid, but Jack did Jack. What? <laughs> What the hell? She wanted photos on her... So her sister-in-law wanted to go 
to her wedding and asked her, can I use your oh, professional fuck. photographer on the wedding day to take professional pictures? Was she getting married too? No. She? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, she wanted professional pictures of her and her partner. I can book it on your own time, Yeah, literally, like, literally. And she allowed it? No. She, oh, okay. oh, maybe she did because she said she was a bridesmaid but she did jack. She, this was, this sister-in-law was a okay. bridesmaid as well. She could have just taken the photos from the photos that the photographer took of all of them or individual photos. I don't Honestly. know. Honestly. Now, this is another in-laws um, confessions. We're doing a few confessions that are right in-laws. I get quite a lot of them. I left my phone in the room and walked out and got a recording of my sister-in-laws talking about me. I've had years of build-up build up with them and paranoia. This recording proved everything. Oof, I don't know if I would do that. Would you? I, I couldn't do that. I would not want to know what's being said. That would sting. I reckon I'd detonate the whole house. Like, <laughs> Just a massive explosion. <laughs> ding, ding, boom. Yeah, literally. That's, yeah, that's, that's. Oh, my God. That is savage. All right. My mother-in-law lost her reading glasses and recently brought a new pair. She left them at, at, in my partner's, in my partner's car, so I piffed them out the window in Macca's <laughs> driveway. Yeah, I'd do that. That's something I would probably no, do. No, that's so mean. <laughs> hey, well, it depends on what she's done. Oh, that is wild. My sister-in-law hates me, invited everyone, including my partner, but not me, to her birthday party. Yeah, see, again, if my partner went, there would be an issue. Well, she didn't say issue. if she went. Yeah. That would, that's full on. Like, that's a lot. Listen to this one. This girl's about her and her parents, like how she tricked her parents, basically. I went to a music festival in my 20s, the first time I'd ever tried drugs in a music festival in my 20s. Had a great day. The next day I woke up with swollen eyes like I had no bridge to my nose. It was swollen all the way across. Told my friend, told my mum and my family I'd gotten sunburn and put aloe vera and had an allergic reaction to aloe vera. Oh so God. far for the last 15 years, my family has thought I was <laughs> allergic to aloe vera. <laughs> was really, it was probably just God knows whatever chemicals I had ingested. Oh my God. That's bad. That's actually really bad. Hey guys, make sure you subscribe to our Hanging For More podcast and follow us on our socials, Hanging For More, for all the updated information and new podcast releases. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review. Do you think that it's a red flag if a guy doesn't have sisters? No. But don't you think like they know so much more? And they also little... might be fucking bitches and have no, like... No, no, no. I'm not talking about you being friends with the sisters. Fuck the sisters. I'm just saying as in... Do you think him having a sister prepares him better for a relationship in general because he sees Again, all. it would depend on her. But as she, he sees all. She might be cooked. He sees all of her stupid toxic traits. How's he going to know any different or any better? So like my. It, it, could, it could go both ways, one I'm or the other. This dumb fuck, I've got to break it down to you. Okay. What I'm trying to say is like, do you know how, have you ever met a guy that's like, couldn't go buy you a tampon or a pad if his life depended on it. But, oh, I think he doesn't that's even most guys. No. What there sister so asks her brother, can you go get me some fucking, I don't even know what <laughs> they are, think- slim, extra slim, whatever, <laughs> <laughs> tampons, you- <laughs> please, and make sure that they're fucking Libra. You've like, never asked? I would never ask my brother for shit like that. No, I, I don't think I've ever asked, but I've definitely been open and be like, bro, I'm on my period, like leave me alone, give me chocolate or whatever. Like I'm dying No, I wouldn't even say that. Okay, so you grew up with probably a different relationship with your brother though. In that sense, definitely, yeah. <laughs> definitely, Shark's like it's no some way. sick shit. No there way. are so many that are really open with their 
with this like my brother I feel like he was really prepared for a lot of stuff with his wife like his wife was like there was so much stuff that I didn't think he knew just because he had two sisters he was the only boy in the family like apart from my dad obviously but like the only boy sibling and he got it all like he got us on our bitchy days pre-period he got us on you know in Ramadan when we were fasting and we wouldn't get up and I'd sit there in the kitchen eating right in front of him and he's like, you bitch. <laughs> like he got it all in that sense. I would sense. put laxatives in your shit. <laughs> in that sense. And we spoke a lot about relationships. Like my brother's really early onset relationships. He would always come and talk to me and he'd be like, so this is what's going on with her. Like I remember he had a girlfriend who was like, she's so dependent and wants to see me all the time and so clingy. And I don't I don't like that. Like she doesn't do her own thing. She almost relies on me in a lot. And I remember telling him, like, she probably just really likes you if that's not what you like. Like, you need to be honest with yeah. her. Stop avoiding her. Have a conversation. I feel like we teach them. And I'm younger than my brother, so it's not about older or younger. But I feel like it's the relationship. Like, my husband really has such a great relationship with his sisters. And while he's older than them, I feel like he was able to speak and laugh with them. And, like, his sisters are honestly the best when it comes to like even relationship stuff and they were like to him, you know, what are you, what are you doing? Like hanging around with these other girls. Like they're, they're so not for you. Like you're fucking yeah. around. But, you know, in the end someone's going to get hurt. Like be careful about what you're doing. And I feel like with that, like plays a huge role. It changes someone. Well, yeah, I guess depending on – yeah. Well, it, ca- it can impact it, yeah. And it could go either way. could be good or bad. It could be positive or negative. It's a hard one. What relationship do you have with your siblings growing up? Do you think it's played an impact on your life now, like the relationship you've had with your siblings? Uh, yeah, 100%. I mean, I guess for us, our parents worked um, so many hours, seven days a week. So we really kind of brought each other up in that sense. We were sort of so close because we really didn't have our parents around all the time. So, um, yeah, 100%. My brother was more like my protector and like a father figure to me, even though he was, he's younger than me, mm. um, just being the male, I guess, in the family, he's the middle child was, yeah, it's definitely impacted me and, and shaped me. I mean, I would go to him for a lot of things for me personally. It, was, it wasn't the other way around. Like it was me going to him, even though he was younger and talking to him about boys or, you know, anything that was going on in my life. So, and we would mm. have those deep chats and, you know, um, so I think definitely. And he's very real with you. He's very real. Yeah, he's very yeah, real. He's, he's, my, he's my best friend. Yeah. So, um, you know, I was able to have those conversations, not the period ones. <laughs> but, yeah, I was able to have those yeah. conversations. And I think if I didn't have him in my life, um, I probably wouldn't be as confident or have had as much um, knowledge in terms of, you know, with relationships or even families. What about even having a sister? Yeah, well, look, there was a big age gap. There's a 12-year age gap. So oh, wow. she was very – it was a lot – it was more yeah. me and my brother growing up and he was closer to my sister because she was the youngest. So yeah. um, I think the dynamics that we had was great and we were very fortunate. And I guess maybe that's because our parents did work so much that we were forced to have those connections yeah. that probably other families kind probably wouldn't have had. Other. We relied yeah. on each other, yeah. correct, yeah, and still do till yeah. this day. So, um, yeah, and look, for him, I guess that's probably helped him having two sisters – um, yeah, I feel having like the has. crazy one and then the not so crazy one sort of yeah has balances has balanced out. everything yeah, out yeah. yeah um for me I when I grew up I didn't have a like we had a very mixed bag of fruit kind of relationship with my siblings me and my sister are four years apart me and my brother are four years apart and like growing up like especially when I was much younger me and my brother had zero relationship I remember my first day of high school my mum said to me you're gonna catch so she was working and she goes, you're going to catch the bus to school. I'd never been to this school before, never caught public transport <laughs> in my life. She goes, that's okay, your brother is going to catch the same bus. 
We left the house and he goes, all right, see ya. I go, where are you going? He goes, oh, my mate's going to take me to school. Didn't even offer <laughs> to give me a lift. Bro, I ended up in the other side of the <laughs> suburb, like wrong suburb. I was freaking oh out, got God. back on the bus, asked the bus driver. And, you know, back then they had those cards. Like it wasn't a Mikey. It was one of those that you get st- like punched a hole in, like old school. Got Finally got to school like I left so early. So like we really didn't have a relationship. He wasn't my protector in school days. We just didn't have that kind of relationship. And so like I grew up to be the person who like stood up for my sister and was like the boy kind of thing. And like we just didn't have that relationship. But as we grew, we became closer. So especially after I got married and maybe before I got married really, maybe when I hit my teenage years, maybe there was a bit more to relate to. He was going through such a different phase of life, his teenage years, and I was still young, still just about to hit puberty. So we didn't have anything in common. And me and my sister, my sister and I like growing up, I feel like we just had each other kind of thing. Like we were always there for each other and still are. But then as I grew older and had my kids, that's when we all got like really close and he had his kids and that's when we formed a relationship together and like are there for each other a lot more now than before, which is super, super different. I feel like as you age, you see your siblings very different. But like my sister, I remember in like high school when she finally joined high school, my brother was about to leave high school. I was in the middle of high school. She just started. She, like, there was a kid that, like, I don't know what he did. He took her iPad or something. I don't know, was mean to her. And she goes, yes, me. No, she came to me crying. She's like, oh, he hurt me. But I went up to this kid. I slammed the <laughs> iPad off his hand. Like, this is a year seven. He's a child. Yeah. And I, I realized that my anger was getting to me. And I was like, you don't ever fucking touch her again. Yada, yada, yada. And then she said to me, she goes, you're the one who I come to. Like, yeah. I look up to you. Like, thank you. And, like, then after all that happened, she was like, I don't want you to do that. Like, I'm never going to come to you again. But that's the kind of relationship we had where I was the one who was the protector. And then as we grew older, like I feel like middle child as well, you do a lot. Like middle children really are taken for granted and I'm here to stand up for all the middle children. (laughs) We cop the brunt Middle child syndrome. Yes. We, you know, like the three bears, like (laughs) one not so quiet one. Yeah, yeah. We get the the not so quiet best one. So like the lessons learned. Yeah. Like my, I feel like my brother didn't cop anything because he's a boy growing up. Like the rules oh, didn't same. apply to him. He, there was yeah. the same thing in our family. It's I like think that's a cultural thing, thing yeah, as well. Like thing. the boy he can was do the no wrong. King Dingling of yeah. our family. Yeah, yeah. So the boy can do no wrong. No, no, no. And then wrong. I was the eldest daughter, so I, I was the black sheep. You, you same. That's probably why we get along. Exactly. Yeah. It was like you as everything you do is wrong. Yeah. My sister was like. <laughs> That's so true. Everything you do is wrong. My sister was like, oh, my parents were lax by the time, you know, it got yeah. to her. It was like, oh, yeah, we've They'd been given up. Like, yeah, they don't care. I married a Lebanese man and I'm Moroccan and I was the first to get married and my parents straight off the bat were like, no, Lebanese men are controlling. Like, we know you can't be controlled. Like, this is this is bad. They're going to have you up in the house well, cooking and cleaning. So having said that, going to like talking about toxic families and stuff, like obviously it's not just in-laws. It can be your, no, own, your own siblings, family. own family. Yeah. So like. Cutting them out, like, I mean, would you cut your own family? No, but I did. I said to my my mum, we had, um, when it came to, like, thing, I said, I'm seeing this guy, I really want to marry him. And I was, like, 19, 18. And I was, like, I really want to marry him. I love him. We've been together for a while. I want you to meet him. And she said, no. She goes, it's not going to happen. Oh, wow. So I didn't speak to her for three months. We just didn't speak. It was just, like, walk in, walk out. Like, we're very on bad terms. And then one day I was sucking up to her. I was taking out all the rubbish. I was doing everything around the house. And I said, look. How about I make you a, a deal? You meet him and if you don't like him and you say, still say no, I took a fucking gamble, man. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm fucked. <laughs> Billy was like shitting himself. He's like, man, if she doesn't like me, I'm screwed. 
And she, my dad was overseas at the time. So she was like, okay. And he came over and no joke, they were laughing all night, like having the time of their life. And I was so shocked. Like she really loved him. And I think, cause like the idea of like this teenage boy was what she had in mind. And then she came and realized like, he was so quick to be like, I love her. Yeah. Like had no doubt. He was like a man, you know, yeah. he was a man, but like she just expected a little pube yeah. from my school. Yeah. And so when I got married, like I had to go through all this triumph to get that. And then my brother married a girl who was Albanian, which to boys, I feel like he could have married it's anyone. Different. It wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. Same, same in our yeah, household Yeah, so that too. was fine. Flew yeah. off the back of their head. Yeah, And then same. my sister married someone from Ethiopia and it was like, oh, all good. Like, welcome, son. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, why you had to was go I through the, the ringer. only one who had to go through? Like, yeah. I remember calling my auntie and being like, she doesn't want me to marry him. Like, what am I going to do? And even being introduced to his family, I was so nervous. Like, Billy introduced me. Let me let me paint you a picture. Yeah. Their first impression of me was at school. His uncle had just died and he goes, come, let me introduce you to your mama. Mind you, I'm wearing a, a dress that's so short, like a school dress. And I was like, this isn't the time. Please don't make me do this. Please don't make me do this. And he's like, no, come. Walks me to the window. His sister is at the back and we still laugh about this till this day. She's staring me dead in the face like she's going to kill me. Mind you, she's just had a resting bitch face. His mum goes, hi. And I was like, hi, I'm Yasmina. And, she, and she's like, okay. And I was like, oh, she hates me. I was like, she thinks I'm a whore. You're a whore. This is a whore house. And I was, Billy's like, yeah, say hello, mum. Like, why are you being like that? And she's like, Billy, like, I'm really stressed. Didn't they just have someone die? Yeah. <laughs> Billy, was like, he so took the opportunity. It's like, oh, let's go with this. Mate, yeah. I was like, wrong fucking timing. Anyway, we walked away and then he goes, okay, next I'm going to introduce you to my dad. And he comes from a Lebanese background. So I assumed like I'm going to see this this man that's going to be like, how are you? You know, salam alaikum. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I, I really had this painted, yeah. this picture in my head. I go to meet him at the factory. He owns a um, manufacturer for like beds and couches and all that. He makes couches. And he goes, come. And I went and this was this time I was actually dressed appropriately. Like I was at home. Like a good girl. Yeah, looked like a good girl. I walk in. He's like, good day, mate. And oh I'm like, God, what you weren't the expecting fuck? it. Fuck. He's like, how are you? Oh, you're beautiful. You're too beautiful for my son. <laughs> and he goes, and I couldn't stop laughing. And he was literally, till this day, nicest bloke. We had a biggest laugh. And he's like, oh, I believe in love. He goes, if you guys love each other, that's all that matters to me. He goes, I believe in love. Do you love my son? And I said, I love him. And he goes, that's all that matters. And his mum initially had said no to him. Like, firstly, you're too young. You're 18 years old. You don't know what you want. And to be honest, now I'm a mum, I understand. I'd be like, go live your life. But like... To yeah, her, that's so she was funny. Like, that's so interesting yeah. that they because see, I had the opposite of that where it was like semi-arranged marriages. Like really? Yeah, come home from school and there'd be a family there at the house, like waiting to ask for your hand in marriage. Like it made no fucking difference what I said. Like it wasn't <laughs> about me. I was just being pawned off. Like, seriously, no yeah. Yep. And I remember like even dad picking me up from school and be like, when we get home, there's someone over. Like, you know, in other words, they've come to see you. Yeah. And yeah, I was literally in high school. Like, Did you ever marry any of them? Uh, are you stupid? No, no, no way. No, I was like, I'll run away. I was like, I swear yeah. to God, I'll run away if you if you make me do this. It's just part of the culture. Like, yeah. it was like you know. And I was like, Mom, I'm so young. Like, I can't get married. It's like, oh, that's okay. You can finish school, and we'll get married. <laughs> I was like, finish school. I ain't going to school. Like, I don't want to finish school. Like, yeah, no. I we had similar where in terms of like go to Morocco and like there's gonna be people coming to ask for your hand in marriage. But yeah, it wasn't like, same thing. But it wasn't like here. Like it was more like they wanted to marry you off. It was like you were a problem. So before you get knocked up by someone 
because mind you, that's how they think. Yeah, same with it's ours. It's like better yeah. quickly get you married off because like, you know, they have like expiry. Yeah, that's literally. Like I remember is. my cousin was like, man, I'm expired. And I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. She's like, you're I'm on not the, married You're on yet. the bottom shelf now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's, you're either, there's either something wrong with you mentally, physically, or you're just a whore because <laughs> like, well, it's true. It's either that's just, that's just true. Pick, pick, yeah. pick one of the three. Which which one do you want to be? No, it's such a bad it is, stigma. Yeah. And especially if you've been married it's before. It's so toxic. Yeah. And like you get a if divorce. If you've been married like, before, oh, you ain't, you're done. Get her out. You're like never going to get married she's, again. She's wastage now. And it's yeah. so horrible that like it is horrible. this is how they view women. And it's like if a man got remarried, pre-married, it it's like. Could marry a oh man, he must have married. A 10-year-old and he's 45. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's okay. Yeah, and it's like yeah. she, she. I'll must, be your grandfather be and your father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, no, but it's, it's sad. It it's is sad. It's just the reality of things. So for me, even marrying someone who, yeah, same, similar culture, but very different, like Morocco is in Africa, North Africa and Lebanon, you know, Middle East. Very, very different. But the, we're both Muslim and we both have similar, you know, very similar cultures as well. So when it came to the wedding as well, everything was pretty similar. But, like, it was really interesting. Like, I feel like my in-laws are very conservative and my family are conservative but not very strict at all. Yeah. Like, I remember posting on our honeymoon, like, a photo of me in a bikini on, like, a jet ski and my mother-in-law was, like, to be like, Ooh. Risky. And yeah, risky, yeah. you know, because they didn't know me. Obviously, you don't really know the person. Yeah. And Billy was like, that's my wife. Like, you know, it is what it is. And she, like, never, ever and mentioned see, anything ever again. Yeah, but see, so you've had that support. And you've yeah, had, you know what I mean? it's very different. From your partner, and I think that's But really even important. for me, I didn't want to be rejected by my oh, in-laws. I was like, you know, even if he supported me, they could have easily been like, what a whore. Like, I don't yeah. want her in this family. She's a disgrace. Whereas instead they embraced it and they were like, this is who you are. And even till now, like, my mother-in-law says the most sweetest thing and same as my father-in-law he says things like I always envisioned and I wished for someone like you for my son and I'm so glad that he got married to you and I think people see things on the outside like yeah I'm not conservative I no, don't I dress know. the way some people might want me to dress I might speak very openly about yeah. taboo topics yeah and you and do like, obviously yeah. yeah and so you've and so had that really nice taboo. healthy relationship with your in-laws and your family so oh uh, yeah look my family's a bit how you going there's, oh. there's a bit bits and bobs everywhere but like overall I think like I do have a very stubborn mentality and it's like I am who I am take it or leave it like my dad follows me on Instagram and yeah. like do you know how many times I I I hope you listen to this dad because you'll you'll understand more but I hide stories from him on confessions days yeah because confessions are full on yeah like no, it's I, like oh I stuck this into her and she did this <laughs> like hey dad yeah. I don't want like I'm Fair not enough. saying this he'll never yeah, yeah, understand yeah. that I'm not saying yeah. this it's someone else so yeah. I just Hardy stories, but it's so it's still taboo till now. Like even with social media, but yeah. family for you, man. Whoever you marry, whoever you're with, it changes you. Do you feel like you morph into your partner? Have you seen how like Courtney Kardashian when she got married to Travis? Yeah, Barker, no, I can't say I've ever morphed into my partner. Like, has it become sure. like them? Like the way you dress and stuff like that? No. Do you know when I not first, for me personally? When but I yeah. first got with Billy, I feel like I was trying really hard to impress him, and I would dress like I remember going to JJ's back then, and like trying to get like cool ripped jeans and stuff. And I didn't even like him. And I got Birkenstocks, didn't even like him either. Crop top, like a black crop top, because I knew that like that's the kind of shit that he was into. <laughs> and like I tried dressing in a way that he really was into. Yeah. And he was like, "Man, I love your outfit." I was like, "Yes," like he loves it. But I was so uncomfortable. It wasn't me because I remember I used to wear like headbands like bow headbands I was a fucking child when he's like you do it's very easy to morph into your partner even the way they think like have you ever had a partner try to influence you that your friends are bad for you uh yes yeah yeah and it's like what do you do with that 
Uh, do, you, do they influence you? Do you end up hating that that person because that's what they've said? You don't end up hating that person. I think it was more of a just you sort of sets off little things in your mind and you sort of probably analyse things more than you probably would have because you're looking for those flaws or those faults that your partner's told you about them because you're like, hmm, is there a merit to anything that he's saying? You know, what is he saying? Maybe I've never noticed them. So, yeah. Do you reckon, um, and I was thinking about this recently, how you raise your trial plays a big impact with like how you were raised as a child? Like do you feel like you bring in the same stuff about how you were raised? Like do you know how us? Like I know I, I know for me the I opposite was for me. <laughs> Everything I was how I was raised is the complete opposite of like how I raised my son. Or another. Yeah, you either I raise agree. them identical yeah. or you raise them very different. And like have your parents ever disagreed with how you raise your your son? Like, I mean, I know your mum always says no. to put a jacket on, oh, on your son. <laughs> yeah, no, no. My parents have never gotten involved in that sense, that's yeah. for sure, thankfully. So well, I think obviously you're a great mum and they Thank see you. that, you know, you're doing a great job. There's not I also wouldn't, on. I, yeah, they definitely wouldn't come to me or say anything unless it was obviously something that was needed to be spoken of. Yeah, no, they've always stayed out of my way. Have you heard of um, gentle parenting? That doesn't exist in Arab households. No, I know, me. but have you heard of it? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> gentle parenting is like, no, I feel like you're a bit of a gentle parent. You just don't realise it. But it's like instead of just saying no to something, you explain to them why it's wrong and the reason behind it. So it's like instead of going, if you don't get off that chair, I'm going to belt the fuck <laughs> yeah, out of okay, you. Yeah, okay, I going, get you. Be careful, you're going to hurt yourself. Yes. And you will if you yep. don't jump off. So I'm telling you right now, jump off it. Yeah. Or else I'm going to get you off because it is dangerous. You're yes. explaining. You're further. Yes. So, you know, with our parents, we're like, why? They're like, you shut never up. got an answer. Yeah. It was always like, no, because yeah. I said so. Yeah. Like, but why? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, definitely. And I feel like for me personally, when I had my kids, like the way I raise them now, like my mom says, like, you spoil them. She's like, the way you speak to them, you spoil them. Same as my dad. It's like, you're really going to let her talk to you like that? Like, yeah. little things, they really do. You, you, it brings out like their parenting styles and I'm like, I'm not living that lifestyle, man. It's, I'm not screaming and slapping my kids. My kids have never been here. If I raise my hand at them, they're not going to they're not gonna flinch. Yeah. Do you get me? They might flinch out of like literally, fuck, is something coming at me? Like yeah. are you going to whack a bee off yeah. me? But not like I Tyson feel. Tyson probably just look at me like, what the fuck what are, are you doing? doing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, well, you're are you all right? right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you fine? But like. In that sense, it's very different to how we were raised as kids. Like I was belted But everything as a kid. is like everything in every shape or form. I mean, like even now society is different. Relationships, toxic relationships, upbringings, like everything is so different and what's tolerable now wouldn't have been tolerable back then Especially or vice versa, actually the other way around. What was tolerable then, yeah, wouldn't be tolerable now. It's like, like bend over backwards, be good to your family, yeah. be good to your in-laws, be That's right. Girl, you were just – it was just kitchen. hush, you shut up, you don't speak, you don't yeah. comment, you just – you be a good girl and you just – it was just that was that was measured by, you know, how much respect you have. You know, being outspoken is, you know, was considered or is considered sometimes disrespectful. You know, you being just you. So it's like just shut up because if you speak then they think that you're just a big mouth or that, you know, you're trying to control the situation or whatever it might be. Would you be. ever say, like, if you had drama, say potentially, if you had drama with your in-laws, would you ever go and tell your family and be like, bro, this and this went No, down? I would never tell my family. You no, not unless it was something serious. I just think that with – you know, each to their own, but I just think sometimes when you say things and it could be even about your partner or whatever, for me personally it would just be more like, you know, because things happen, not everything's going to be rosy all the time and I think if you open up that can of worms and you share so much, you know, there will always be that slight bit of resentment, yeah, whether it's your mum, dad, brother, sister, and, you know, you might be okay and fix it a week later or a month later but then they've still got that at the back of yeah. their mind and I think that that's so important to, to some respect to just withhold some of that information. Like it's in respect for your 
for your partner as for well. your like, partner is what I mean because I would family, you wouldn't yeah. want them looking at him or yeah. feeling a certain way or being judgmental in a certain way so I think it's yeah personally I think yeah definitely I think when you're in a relationship in general you're a team and like this 100%. is your new family like yeah. you him or her or whoever you're with that this it's got to be equal team. yeah like this is your immediate family now. It's That's no right. Your parents, it's no your life your with that this, person. Yeah. yeah. And I think to be fair to them, I think you you do you have to respect them in some sort of way and and really, you know, have have their families back as well. I think gossiping about their family or them gossiping about yours can go literally array like things again can that really comes back down to setting boundaries, which we've spoken about, like just having those certain boundaries. And I mean, sometimes they get crossed. Mm. How you deal with that, I guess, depends on the situation, but. Yeah, having that communication, setting those boundaries and um, just working on yourself and your partner. I think if you have any sort of issues with your in-laws or your family in general, definitely look within and ask yourself why this completes you and makes you who you are because you are who you are despite your family, despite your relationships with people. They That does not make you who you are. So make sure you know that and make sure that you're showing yourself the love and compassion that you deserve. I think at the end of the day, um, you're the only one who's there for you. And I think if you're in a relationship, definitely lean on your partner and maybe have them speak up for you if the case need being. Like if it is about your in-laws, I think they got to have your back and make sure you're with someone who, who does protect your heart because you deserve that. So make sure you're looking after yourself more than anything. And it's okay if you have a shit twisted <laughs> relationship with your family. I think everyone has skeletons in their closet and nobody's perfect. So don't compare your life and... Make sure you're taking care of you. Hey guys, thanks for listening and I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, be sure to leave us a review and share it with your friends and family.